0: chapter 13, verses 44 through 46. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then, in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who, on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had, and bought it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, sweet God. Although we, this is a baptism Sunday for us, uh, which we do about uh, two or three, three times a year when it's uh, time to welcome new children into the family of, uh, of uh, Christ. Um, it's also um, the second installment, if you will, of our sermon series this, um, that we're looking at this uh, winter. Um, called happiness happiness and as I talked about last week um, if you're to be really honest if if you're to ask yourself what do I really want out of life and in life it is to be happy and of course last week what I also said which might be shocking to uh, many of us especially those of us that that might have grown up in the church is that the Lord wants you to be happy that's his great joy that you're happy in fact He created you for happiness. Now, of course, as we saw yesterday and and as we'll sort of unpack and unfold throughout the rest of our sermon series. That happiness, however, is not how we define happiness. That happiness is found in knowing him. And knowing his great love and forgiveness for you and me. But what I want to focus on today and what our scriptures point us towards is something that I find incredibly exciting, but at the same time, incredibly challenging. And that is not only did the Lord create us for happiness, but as we read in our scriptures, he compels us, he calls upon us, he allures us, if you will, to seek that happiness in him at all costs. And, and my wife, who is not here today because our children are in a play and she has to be downtown for that. Um, she often re- reminds me that on Baptism Sundays, people um, have children with them and to make sure that my sermon is appropriate to that reality. OK, so what she doesn't mean is content. What she means is time. And so so today I've cut my sermon down from three points to two. OK, and the first point is this? Let's if if you will join me in the in the word here. There should be Bibles around. Please uh, share those. Once again, Kristen said it's on page eight hundred and nineteen at the top, um, where uh, Jesus says this: "The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in, in a field, which a man found and covered up." <laughs> Don't worry, Lennox. I'm not going to go much further. I promise. <laughs> Joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field again. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls who on finding a pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. Now, in that second parable. What we have is this image of, well, a merchant who specializes in these pearls. And if you ever sort of had a had a specialty in in life, if, if you're a connoisseur of something, you know you're kind of searching for that one rare, beautiful thing that sort of is the ideal of all that you've ever thought that this subject could be. And when you find that, you realize this is the treasure that you've always hoped to find. And so you sell everything to pursue it and own it and make it your own. As uh, many of you in this room know, um, I, um, I practiced law for just uh, two years before um, I went to a seminary. And, um, and, and that's a complicated reason why I did that. But at the heart of it was I believed that in practicing law, I would find my treasure I would find, finally, happiness. Now, if there are any lawyers in, in the room, you're rightfully chuckling at me because you realize that's the exact opposite of where happiness is found, is to practice practice law. But in my mind, what had made sense was if I could have that status, if I could have that prestige, if I could have that expertise, and, and if I could kind of live that whole lifestyle of being in downtown Charleston, a attorney in the old firm with the old names, then I would finally have happiness. I'd finally have a sense of being valuable and worthy and complete and important. And I'd have the financial resources to live a comfortable life. I'd, I'd have a prestigious um, life that I could, could live. But the Lord loved me enough to let me do that, to find out that this is actually not the pearl I was looking for. And during this time, it was an incredible time of searching for happiness. I was, I felt like that my life was slipping through my fingers. You could hear the clock ticking. Do you know what I mean? You watch day after day after day of the calendar go away and you're no closer to that pearl of happiness. In fact, the more that you seek to pursue it in these things like practicing law or in money or in relationships, it seems to get farther and farther away. And it was at this time where some old memories, if you will, of who Jesus was and who Jesus is and what he promised and some Christians that I knew where, where that kind of bubbled up out of my mind. And I began to say, Lord, I'm going to pursue you. I'm going to haunt you. I'm going to wrestle with you, Lord. I'm going to squeeze the happiness out of you because I have been told over and over and over again that in you is true happiness. But I'll be honest with you, Lord, I'm not feeling it. And the, the Lord was kind to my sinful request, if you will, or the arrogance of it. In fact, I think he's overjoyed by this deep desire to focus in on him. And so I began to go to church. I began to uh, uh, learn about Jesus. I began to learn, most importantly, at the heart of Christianity and what makes it different from everything else and what we're going to celebrate here with the water is that. Christianity is not about those things that you do, those ways that you discipline yourself in order to make God love you. The very heart of the Christian message is God loves us right in our sinfulness. And he plows through all of the ways that we try to earn our love in this world with him, with each other and even with ourselves. And he forgives us. And he loves us. And he welcomes us broken sinners into his family. And he makes a promise to us to save us that he will never break. And in this time of deep searching, I finally found the pearl. I finally found the pearl. Chances are, most, if not all of us in this room are looking for that pearl, aren't we? What is that one key to life? And if I possess that, it's what, it's what my whole life has been pointing toward. And once I possess that, once I pluck that fruit, once I find that pearl, I'll be happy. Some of us in this room may have already gotten there. We've found that pearl and we're not happy and we are Confused. Well, if that's you, let me encourage you, not because I'm smarter or wiser. I'm probably more foolish than than most of you in this room. But as a person to person, just pretend like the collar isn't here as a person to person. Let me encourage you that in Jesus Christ is the real pearl you've been searching for. And it is worth abandoning every hope and dream that you have for your life to find him. And it's not because your hopes and dreams are bad in themselves. No, it's just that they're too small. They can never make you happy in the way that Jesus Christ and his forgiving love can finally give you that sense of peace. Do you feel unlovable? Do you feel unforgivable? Do you feel like that your life causes more problems in this world than it solves I believed all those things. And in Jesus Christ, we finally find the answer to those questions, which is we are loved in spite of ourselves. Make this day, make these baptismal promises that we will join in on, make them yours as well as the two children here. That's point one. But point two is even more is even more remarkable. Did Jesus tell this parable to point towards us? Well, absolutely he he did. We, in some senses, are the merchant, right? We are the merchant. But as Jesus does, he always has two meanings in these things. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had And bought it. Now, what's tricky here is it's kind of ambiguous, right? How's the kingdom of heaven, which which means the rule of God, right? It doesn't say those in search of the kingdom of heaven are like it. No, no, it says the actual kingdom of heaven is like this. So, what does that mean? Well, what if the true merchant is Jesus Christ? And he's in search of fine pearls, but here's the here's the crazy part, and here's the part that, that blows our minds, is his definition of a fine pearl is a person who's made an absolute mess up of their lives. His definition of a fine pearl is the ugliest, most rejectable pearl you find at, at, at an oyster roast, right? That's all dried up and crusty, and you know breaks your crowns off. Like that's his treasure. That's his joy the one that the world passes over and throws out and stomps upon and casts back into the marsh as worthless. And here we have Jesus saying he has searched the world for pearls that he decides are beautiful. And on finding one of great value. Well, what's what's the value? The value is what Jesus says the value is. And to him, we sinners are priceless. So what does he do? How does he acquire this? He must have us with him. So what does he do? He sells all that he has to buy it. Jesus Christ, the mystery of the incarnation. I don't understand it, I'm writing a doctoral dissertation and I don't understand it, it's crazy, it's beautiful. He came down from heaven eternally, God. Second member of the Trinity, he came down, took on human flesh that can be weak, that can suffer, that cries, that's tempted, that groans, that's weary. He gives up his riches of heaven Comes down and labors not just on the cross, but every single day of his life, living the perfect life that we could not live. And then the final payment for us, his beautiful pearl, is as he hangs on the cross, bleeding and dying and suffocating for the pearls that he thinks are priceless. Do you feel worthless? Do you see every other person out there as a shining pearl? that, Of course, God would want, but God could never want me. Well, if that's you, I have like it's me. I've got good news for us and that Jesus Christ has paid the full price with great joy. So we could what? Belong to him. So we could be brought into his family. He could pull us close and never let us go. And... So this is a bit, you know, narcissistic, but, but the scriptures drive us here. If you, if you have some great treasure, right, don't you want to pull it out and look at it and just kind of marvel at it? Gosh, this is so beautiful. Well, you see, Jesus' love has made us sinners beautiful. And there's this wonderful um, uh, verse in, in Zechariah that says that when Christ sees us and when Christ is with us, He dances for joy because we're with him. He's more overjoyed to have us with him than we are to be with him. Isn't that unbelievable? So on this Baptism Sunday, yes, we're celebrating the promises that we believe the Lord is extending to Isaac and and to Lennox. But that's not all that we're doing. We are also celebrating That our heavenly father created us with a deep desire for happiness. Seek it. Sell all that you have to find it. Give up everything to keep it. But know that our Lord has sought you and me out first. And in this place, you can receive his receiving of you. Just by saying, Lord. I'm sorry that I've made myself an ugly pearl, but, but Lord, I thank you that you love me and will make me beautiful in your eyes. And I rest in the fact that you bought me as your own. Seek happiness for the Lord is seeking you and me, great sinners, to make us beautiful pearls. And this is good news for us sinners. Amen.